Hey, it's Candy. Did you know that I have a quiz to help coaches choose their niche? Yeah, I do. It's super popular and it has been taken more than 20,000 times. This is a fun quiz that takes you about two minutes to do and it will probably give you way more clarity on choosing your best coaching niche. So now whether you say niche or niche, it's going to work for you. And if you're a coach and you have been stuck in niche indecision, wondering what to do, then you should take my quiz and find out what you learn. You can take the quiz today at coachnichequiz.com. That's coachnichequiz.com. Okay, let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome to She Coaches Coaches. I'm your host, Candy Motzek, and I'm going to help you find the clarity, confidence, and courage to become the coach that you are meant to be. If you're a new coach, or if you've always wanted to be a life coach, then this is the place for you. We're going to talk all about mindset and strategies and how to, because step-by-step only works when you have the clarity, courage, and confidence to take action. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode. I have a special guest, my friend, Monica Ramirez. She is the warrior of love. Let me tell you a little bit about her. She is a transformational belief coach, and she helps healers, coaches, and energy workers to connect to a higher consciousness. And she helps them heal within so they can believe more deeply in themselves take that action in their life to make things happen and facilitate more profound transformation with their own clients. Now, I have been on Monica's podcast. It's called Soul Talk. So make sure you check out that episode. I'll put the link to my episode in the episode notes as well. But she's got a big, long grocery list of how she goes about helping people. She uses NLP. She uses BQH. She uses channeling and quantum healing. And essentially what she does is she access and reprograms the motherboard of your being. So every coach, a new coach, a coach at any point in their business, we know we've got these unhelpful beliefs no matter how much personal work we've done that are still holding us back. And Monica is going to talk with us about this today. And also, I want you to know that she is a best-selling author on Amazon, founder of Path to the Heart, which is a transformational system. And she does a lot of speaking opportunities as well. I'll make sure to put all of her contact details in the episode notes, but let's get right into the episode. Hey, Monica, how are you today? Oh, Candy, thank you so much for inviting me to your show. And thank you for all the viewers, too. <laughs> You're welcome. You. So let's talk about these limiting beliefs and how how you approach them and how your work helps people to overcome them. Yes, the majority of the human beings, they don't believe in ourselves. And that's the social programming that we have. Uh, the majority, since we were growing up, our parents and because those who are our first teachers tell us that we have to tame our ego, that we have to actually control our ego and not to believe in ourselves. So we're not that magical beings. We're not that magnificent beings that all the kids believe in themselves. 
so slowly with time, we forget who we are and why we came from. So whenever we're working uh, in any job, it doesn't matter what it is, a mathematician, lawyer, whatever it is, or a spiritual work, we self-doubt ourselves constantly and we don't feel good enough and we don't feel that we deserve even amazing things. That we that one of the programming it is we came here to suffer. More we suffer, that's the only way we're gonna enjoy after life. And then what is the point yeah. being in this plane? Mm-hmm. When we came in reality to learn, grow, expand, and live and be happy. And yes, we can have it all. Ah, so this really this really speaks to me, this idea that um, you know, this life that we have is not just a life of struggle and strife, but a life where we grow and essentially just become more of who we are. And we are those divine beings. And so that spark of light and joy and bliss is who we are at the core. And so there is this unlearning that we have to do to go back there. And do you find that that's part of the part of the work that you do is this unlearning Yes, I I have to learn many things to be where I am, and I'm still in the process. I believe every single human being we're in this plane is because we still have to relearn things that we have to remove from our our so our subconscious. So I do work with people uh, consciously, like we're reframing ideas, reframing thoughts, but I do like a lot to work in the theta level. That's where I call it the the motherboard because that's where a lot of the things that we cannot observe and see they still there those are the, a lot of our limitations still there so when i work with my clients uh if i see the reframing is not working i go to the subconscious and in there we reprogram and remove programs that they're not helping us to reprogram others that doesn't mean that when you say, oh, now you're going to believe in yourself and remove the other one, turn magic wand and happen. No, because it goes in layers. Mm-hmm. And we have to do the inner work. No coach, healer, or whatever it is, have a magic wand. The inner work, it is important to do. So even if we are programming and we go to the next level and so forth, we still need to do different exercises different practice, different homeworks for ourselves. So like that, actually, we start believing more deeper and more deeply, more deeply, more deeply in in ourselves because we have different levels believing in ourselves. Right. It reminds me as well that, um, you know, it's kind of like the purpose of our life is not one spot, but the purpose of our life is like the mountain and we're always on the mountain, like we're always walking that path up the mountain and just being on that path is being on purpose. And that's what reminds me about, like, as you're describing how you do the reprogramming, it is a continual thing. So the subconscious is always there and there's always another layer as you've described it. It doesn't mean that the work isn't happening. It doesn't mean that you're not making progress. It's not the magic wand like some people would like, but that makes it even better in a way, because as we continue to shed those layers, 
it's that it's that sort of that ever growing process, right? Yes, because we when we let's say we are working with believing ourselves, we say, okay, in this level where I am at in this moment, I believe in myself enough. Yes, mm. but then it comes the next experience that we get tested all the time. Come on, the planet Earth is a school. And you go through your past first grade and you go to the second grade, even if you already knew your maths from first grade, the second grade is going to have more complicated math. So we have to learn different things and many things that are going to help us to grow uh, that we already know. But let's say the math of the first grade is going to help us to grow to the second grade. But that gets more complicated and we have to relearn another level of our own selves. Right, right. And something that have helped me, and I tell a lot of my clients, it is if you observe where do you started your work, that's how you will see how much you have grown. But if we don't compare ourselves, ourselves to our old self, we're never going to see that growth. So we're going to feel, oh, I'm stuck, I'm not growing. And and that's when we becomes the imposter syndrome. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm not good enough and this and that. Because we're not observing all our work that we have already done and we already master in ourselves. Right. That And that really, um, that really speaks to me. It's interesting because there is this thing when I talk with my clients, it's the forgetting. You know, we forget that the challenge that you're working through right now feels like everything and it's the biggest challenge, but you forget all those challenges that you have been through. And when I think of a newer coach and I think about some of the levels that they go through, you know, their first is, do they remember the day that they even considered they might be a coach? Mm-hmm. Well, now they actually feel like a coach. So that's a, that's a growth level that maybe they've forgotten when they for wanted their first free pro bono clients to practice on. Well, they got those and they coached them, but now they want to charge money for their coaching program. They forget those other two levels. So no matter where you're at, if you're a new coach and you've never coached anyone, or you, if you have a coaching business and you're ready to go to that next level, maybe it's time to raise your prices. Maybe it's time to go from solo one-on-one coaching to group coaching every single time is this layer that you're talking about. And so remembering, rem- you know, going back and remembering how far you've come. Yeah. Really makes you feel so much better. It's like, oh, wow, look at this. I've already done all this great stuff. And that will help you get out also of the mentality that you're an imposter. Mm, because yes. you realize how much you have worked for that and how much you have let go or your understanding and the understandings are so much different than it used to be. Like when you were just starting to think, should I be coaching or what I should be doing with my life? Yes. <laughs> that can make a big game changer. If you just think what you have overcome already. Right. And one of the things that I think um, is interesting about imposter syndrome that I heard quite recently is that, It's one of the quickest fixes to that imposter syndrome is to stop looking in the mirror. You know, when you experience imposter syndrome, you're looking in the mirror at yourself and you're saying, 
oh, I must be a fake. I must be a fraud. I'm not as good as they think I am. You're so busy looking in the mirror at yourself. But when you turn that mirror into a window and you start looking out the window at the people around you and the people that you're helping, so you change your focus instead of looking at yourself to looking at those people that could use your help, you forget all about that imposter syndrome because now you're on purpose. You're like, oh, that would be fun. Let's go and talk to that person. That was such a great coaching session. I can really see how they grew. You know, it's like, look out to the people around you instead of looking at yourself in the mirror all day long. That'll fix that imposter syndrome. And another thing, though, so that we 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 are programmed, it is to be uh, to make the ego as our enemy. And many of my clients come and like, oh, can you do something to banish the ego? Like we forget that that is part of us. It's like having a, our hand. We're not going to cut it off because it doesn't look so pretty. This side, not the other one. So, <laughs> so, but our ego is our best tool that we can have. Because your know, ego is telling us what it is triggering us. And that's where it's going to be our guide. Where do we have to work with ourselves? So if we take our ego as a tool for us to know where we have to do the inner work, because probably your ego is telling you, oh, you're not you're not good enough, or you're not worth enough, or how you're going to charge that much. Who do you think you are? That's the voice of the ego that is telling you all this. So what I do... And I had always advice to my clients. It is, you hear that little voice that is making you self-doubt. Tell that little voice, that is your ego, to go and sit down in the next bedroom or the next room or or something like that and always work. Hmm. Goes your ego, is obedient enough than God, that it goes to somewhere else so like that you can think and you can believe and you can have the thoughts, oh, I can create this, or I believe in myself, or I know I'm good enough, and so forth. So like that, you know what you're working. You, you already heard your egos. That's why you sent him to another room. But at least you know you're working on those things. But the self-doubt, it is not so active, and that voice is not so loud in your head. Mm-hmm. And that's something, because we have to integrate and use the ego as our tool to grow and to work with ourselves, but not necessarily we have to be listened to it when we're trying to believe in us. Right. I love that. You know, so just to sort of, you know, paraphrase what you said is to recognize the voice of self-doubt, those that voice of the inner critic, the voice that talks in your head, and instead of fighting against it, use it as a tool And the tool sounds like, I acknowledge you, I heard you, I'm aware that you're saying that. Now you can go sit somewhere else. It's like turning down the volume. It's like turning down the volume on the inner critic. And so instead of spending your energy fighting it, then you can use that energy to do the work, right? So much more powerful. What a great, what a great tool. Thank you. And I, and there's something else here about that shift in perspective, the shift in perspective that the ego is part of who we are and always will be, and to use it as a tool instead of an enemy. Yes. That's that's worth everything. Yes. Yeah. And when it's marking you something, your same ego, using it as a tool, that is making you self-doubt. 
in the moment we understand, okay, where is this thought is coming from? And that's when we understand that those are beliefs and those are beliefs that we have accepted from others, other people from the outside. It can be from your teachers, your parents, from someone else, your husband or ex-husband or whatever it is, that it is that we accept those programs, that we are not good enough, that we're not going to make it. Just on, uh, like when I came to the United States, my English was not as good as right now. Forget about my writing. So everybody tell me, because my first language is Spanish. So everybody tell me, you're never going to be a public speaker. You're never going to be a writer. Who do you think you are that you, Mexican woman, you're going to be doing the kind of work that I'm doing now? But, and every time my ego started reminding me those voices, even with the same voice that they used to use, my, my ex-husbands or my parents or whoever it was, I can hear that voice. And it says, okay, that's a programming. Because I remember the voice that my ego presents. Oh, it came from so-and-so, or it came from my ex-husband, or it came from whatever it is. It wasn't just a programming that I accept. That is wrong. That's not who I am. The limitations, I'm not going to accept the limitations of others having imposed on me. Those are the limitations that I am not going to accept anymore. So that's how you can reprogram your brain, your own your own mind, your own thoughts, the own being that you have accepted. So like that, you can start believing more in yourself. Right. So this awareness, listen to it. It's not an enemy. It's a tool. And then when you hear the voice, where did that voice come from? And in some cases, like we've talked, we're talking about the limiting beliefs, the ones that are holding us back, but some of those beliefs are actually helpful. You are yeah. a kind person. You are a kind and loving person. You, you know, all the nice things that we also hear are also our ego. So yeah. listen, where did that voice come from? And then decide, is this, do I want to accept this belief or have, have I had enough of this belief? And the other thing um, that you haven't really said a lot of, but I think is implicit here, is that you can ask, is this really true? You know, like, is this really true? And ask the question from an honest and curious perspective. And more often than not, you'll be like, oh, wait a minute. It's just some thoughts that I just keep replaying in my head. I heard it from somebody and it just replays, but I can actually see that that's not true. So yes. then you can choose to think differently, right? Yes. So powerful. I love it. Hmm. So could you talk a little bit about the, you know, I know this, this may sound like a bit of a left turn, but I know that a lot of the work that you do is the spiritual channeling work. How do you layer that on with this limiting beliefs? Well, the majority of the human beings, not all, I discovered not all, we have these voices in our head. And that is uh, because there is some some percentage of humanity that they do not have their inner voice. That's why I mentioned that. Sorry. Yes. If you're I, on video, you'll see my face. I'm shocked, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just discovered this one. So it was like I was in shock, too, when I discovered that. But the majority of the human beings, we have these inner voices. And one is going to uplift us, and the other ones are going to bring us down. Mm. The ego is the one that usually brings us down. 
But when you hear the other voice that is uplifting you, that you're with the you can do this. And it's always your cheerleader. Or how do you see in those, all those perspectives and so forth? That's our higher self. Hmm. The difference between both of them, that's what I teach about channeling. It is because it is important that right now the human beings understand this the, from the two voices. The, the ego is going to try to control you, manipulate you, uh, instigate fears, and more when this change is about to occur. Because the ego do not like changes. This is stuck in the old ways. But the, your higher self or your guides, your angels, etc., we all have that, are going to go, always going to try to send you your love, advices. They're never going to force you to do anything that you don't want. They are going to give you different perspectives. So like that, you can choose because they're never going to interfere in our free will. So they're going to show you different perspectives. So like that, if you choose this, this can happen. If you choose this, this can happen. If you choose this, and so on and so on. So like that, you make the choice what you want, because you also have the choice to listen to your ego. And that's why I teach channeling, because we all have, it's a tool that we are all have the right to use. It's our GPS system to guide us to wherever we want to go. And if we ask them, okay, I wanted to become a public speaker or, or a writer, something like that. You just throw it to the universe in that moment. And then you're going to have the two voices. Not necessarily the voice of the um, of your guides is going to be only one voice because sometimes it can be your angels. It can be uh, your main guide. It can be your higher self. It can be even same source. So that's why I say many voices in there. So it's up to you which voice you're going to feed, which voice you're going to put attention because whatever we are going to set, we're going to put our attention, it is what is going to grow. And this is a lot of work, uh, inner work about learning to observe. Because when we learn to observe which voice I want to put attention, that is completely our free will to what what we want to have in our lives. And if we want to become a public speaker or, or a podcaster, whatever it is, we can have that guidance to help us and the doors will open easier without trying to force it. That's so great because we started talking about limiting beliefs. And so you gave us a really great perspective on the limiting beliefs and how to like in the, in the day-to-day, how to manage that. But then it's not just about the limiting beliefs. It's about, so what's next? You know, so the terms that I use is inner mentor, but that is a collection, you know, that is a collective of people, beings, voice, and so to use that, instead of thinking of channeling as something that's very woo-woo that only a certain few people can do, to say that I can do that and it's me just listening to my higher self, me that's listening to the voice that is providing me with choice that I get to choose and options that will make my life easier. The more we choose that voice, the less time we have to spend focused on the limiting beliefs. And almost the limiting beliefs become sort of, they go by the wayside. They're just kind of sitting there. They're no big deal because now we're focused 
forward, right? Is that what you find too? Yes. Uh, unfortunately, the the name just channeling people close themselves up to that name of channeling when we all have the capacity. It's not about the gifts of a few. That's part of our human condition. The majority of the human beings can see or can hear. We already we already know that there's a percentage that they can for any for any reason, physical illness or whatever it is. But the majority of the human beings, they can channel. And we do it consciously or subconsciously. Right. We can name it channeling, we can name it or I was guided or whatever it was, because there's different names that can, we can use. The technical name, it is channeling. But that's a right that we all have. That it, once we master it, we have that GPS integrated that we were born to, that we can use in our advantage. Ah, oh, I love that. Oh, Monica, so we've talked about so many different things. Really, um, and also it's such a such a gentle, warm approach to spirituality and to people who are looking for a different way. So for the people who are interested in finding out more about you, how can they find out more about you? Where yes, can they, they find you? They can look for me in my website is Monica Ramirez Warrioflove.com. And uh and I will be teaching in June, um, June 15, if I'm not right, if I'm uh, hopefully I'm right. It is a channeling class that it is precisely for the people learn to understand how they can work with their inner self or their inner voices so like that they can use their own GPS so they can make the next move they need to do. Wonderful. What I do. So for those of you who are listening in 2023, um, that's when we're recording. And so in the middle of June of 2023, Monica will be offering that class. Monica, thank you again so much for joining me. Really enjoyed our conversation. And I know that the listeners will come and check you out. And if it's 2023, they're going to have a look at that class. And I would just encourage you to join as well. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks again for listening today please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Also, I would love to hear from you. Did something that I say resonate? What else would you like to learn about? Click the link in the player and leave a comment on the post. This is going to give me great ideas for future episodes so I can help you best. Join me again next week for more coaching, support, and teaching to help you become the confident coach you are meant to be.